Game begin. Hey everybody, this is Trip coming at you with episode 83. The dynamic duo is in the house. You got me and Kevin. And today we're talking about Batman villains. And villains, and which ones we yes. want to see on screen. And we're going to get into who we hope is next in this Matt Reeves universe, and we'll even get a little pie in the sky with who we hope to see from the comic books at some point in the theatrical run of Batman in our lifetimes. Let's jump into it. Game over. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How have you been, Trip? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, the kids good. are acting as crazy as ever, but oh, uh, that's that's okay. Um, so Batman, Batman has been out for a few three weeks, weeks now, something, something like that. that. It's something killing. Like that. It's killing at the box office and in the reviews. So that, all good things. Yeah, yeah. Generally, some yeah. people saying that it's like some people going as far as to say Robert Pattinson is the best Batman ever. The it's it's the best Batman movie ever. I am definitely hearing across the board it is the darkest Batman movie ever. And as that, yeah. I am a father. I have not had a chance to see it yet. As soon as it comes out on HBO Max, I'll I'll be there front and center. But I'm not braving the yeah. crowds or. That's that is a battle I would lose trying to take sure my oh, family take, to that movie. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that. No, I have not seen it yet either. I've seen every other Batman film easily, right. mo- easily multiple times. Yeah, but Margaret and I have a trip coming up, and one of the things she wants to do is go to the movie theater again, which we haven't done in a long oh, okay. time. Okay. Yeah. So I have it penciled in for early April to go see so, this film. I know that's a big deal for your fa- for you and your family, um, you especially. But like, is it is it a big enough deal to for Margaret to go that she would be willing to sit through the Batman. Oh yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. We watched all the dark Knight series in theaters together. Like that stuff doesn't bother her. Doesn't, or, no. Okay. No. Faith, faith. Well, walked this out. one, this one might. I'll okay. Be fair. This one okay. might. Uh, I, I had heard early rumors that there, it might uh, catch an R rating. I mean, I knew that would never happen because you know, WB would have so much money, uh, right. Locked up in it. But, um, like the, the, even the potential for it to be like that was very interesting because you know just because just because a movie comes to the theater a, as a PG thirteen movie does not mean that there is not something in it in, in the original cut that could have made it an R rating. So right, and, I, and there's, I would, there's lots of yeah. things behind that. Like a PG thirteen R rating now is very different than it was ten years ago. That's true. Ago. Yeah, like you drop one or two f-bombs and you're done like it's an automatic yeah. even if there's if that's the only content in the film yeah um but yeah yeah um so faith would faith like walked out of the dark night oh, because did she? it, it freaked not only did it freak her out so badly uh because it was you know a, a very very dark but mm. knowing that heath ledger had died and just watching him in that role oh, uh gotcha. was was messing with her something fierce and yeah. Um, so she did not see it until she did not see it in its entirety until like three or four years after it already came out on Blu-ray. Oh, okay, um, so sure. that is that is far and away the last movie she's ever going to watch with me. So I'm just gonna have to carve out time on my own. Yeah, Margaret's uh, more freaked out it. about Moon Knight than she really? is about Batman because okay. she gets weirded out about like not the multiple personalities things, but the like insomnia craziness oh, that's okay. gonna go on. She's gotcha. just not. She's not a big fan of that sort of suspense. I haven't thriller. thought of that. Okay. Um, gotcha. But every so she hasn't said no about everything she's seen on the Batman. But also I haven't told her everything about the <laughs> Batman either. Okay. 
Um, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be intense, and I know where it took its inspirations from, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Zodiac Killer and David Fincher movies and stuff like and that. And the Long Halloween and all that fun stuff. The Long yeah. Halloween, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know anything as far as the content of the actual movie itself, just how yeah. just how edgy it actually gets. Um, yeah, and I would add that it seems even more grounded than Christopher Nolan's films at first glance. That, yeah, I guess I can see that. At, at first glance. Um, yeah. Because you just, it, it's very mobbish, gangster-ish. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the first film, whereas the first film in the Nolan series, it was, you know, Raza Ghouls and this like yeah. eternal secret society. So That's in that true. way, yeah. it feels more like realist. That's but at true. at the same time, it's very film noir, very dark. Well, very I guess we'll have gray. to, I guess we'll have to see it to actually... <laughs> Uh, have a um, draw a conclusion about it, a full conclusion um, on that. But <laughs> uh, yes, but we need to see it. That doesn't stop yeah. us from wanting to see more Batman villains on screen. Exactly, exactly, and that's what we're here to talk to talk about today. Because um, I think out of all of the dads, Kevin and I are the actual the biggest comic book guys. So yeah. I'm glad it's you and me talking. Um, I was kind of shocked to find out that um, this is what a. a, a, a purist I am. I was, I was shocked to find out most of the other dads got into quote-unquote comic books by they seeing didn't. the movies. Yeah, they didn't get through comic like, books. You guys were not... Book. Yeah, they got yeah. into characters, not books. Yeah, it's yeah. like the... Um, Which is ironic for me to say. Right. Like, what do you mean you got into movies and not books? Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, comic books don't necessarily count. Those are those are picture books. That's those a, are, it's books. It says books. That's true. That's true. I'm just, yeah. well, I'm trying to give you a I'm trying to give you a like a, a leg up here. I'm trying. I read, I read books. They're I read books. Comic, they're I read, just comic books. Yeah, they're picture centric. That have some graphic novels. They're novels. Graphic. Right? There you go. Graphic novels. <laughs> they're novels. Um, so we've been kind of keeping up with uh, Batman throughout a lot of his different iterations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Comic books, movies, uh, video games, all that kind of stuff. So we've got opinions on which villains we'd like to see next. And yeah. uh, that's what we're going to jump into in just a second. But I did want to, I did want to tell a quick funny story about Hattie. Um, she is expressing more and more of her personality um, in unique ways instead of just saying yes, no, no, thank you. Sure. Um, the other and, day. And how old is she now again? She's, she's just a little over three. She's okay. like three years, three months, okay. something like that. Um, so yeah, hardly, uh, hardly through the first quarter of her third year. Or I guess the beginning of her fourth year. Yeah, Matt. So um, she was on the swing set the other day, and I don't even remember what she did. That just, uh, it, but she did something that made me proud, and I said, "Oh, that's a good, that's a good girl. Oh, that's that's awesome. Way to go, baby girl. You get chicken nuggets for dinner tonight." And without a, a waiting a beat, she went. Yeah. I said, "You get chicken nuggets." She went. Yeah. <laughs> didn't say. Didn't say no. Didn't say, didn't say uh, no, thank you or or yay or anything. She just told me that she didn't want it with the noise. Yeah, awesome. Right. She's already grunting. She already has her. Exactly. Yeah. Which I guess as a guy, I should be grateful for. Yeah. Uh, Faith has enough words for both of us, so not having to listen to Hattie. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's very much. That's very much. I know you're trying to reward me, Dad, but those are disgusting. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Can I drown it in ketchup? Is that okay? Well, and that's just it. She doesn't like expand on anything right now. So I don't know if she, I don't know if she's just tired of them because usually she loves them, or if she just decided one day that she wasn't interested anymore. Uh, but sure. yeah, either way. Anyway, maybe. And that's and that's kind of the worst when they like decide that they're done with something. Yeah, because they're done with it, and you're like, right, that was your staple. Like I yeah. have 
I have no. Food I've got for no you fallback. Now. That was the safety net. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And she goes through cycles, and we go. You, you have got to eat. Like, why yeah. we have tried hot dogs? We have tried. We tried all the stereotypical children, you know, toddler type yeah. um, meals, and you know, ninety percent of the time they're a home run. She'll eat them. Mm-hmm. But the other 10%, there's just days where I go, we have tried to give you your favorite stuff three meals in a row and you haven't eaten yet. Yeah. What, what's it What's it going to take? <laughs> yeah, our kids are weird with that too. Like Felicity has lots of allergies, food allergies specifically. She can't have gluten, yeah. dairy, soy, oh. or almonds. Or almonds. Oh, so, so she's always, a, that's always a challenge. Okay. Theodore is gluten and dairy sensitive, but he'll basically eat whatever you want. Okay. Max doesn't do any dipping sauces at all, and he doesn't do French fries, and he doesn't do hot dogs. Like he's he doesn't do mac and cheese, and he's wow. six. He doesn't do any of that traditional stuff. And Molly is very much a, I want bread and ketchup and fries, and that's all I'm going to eat for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, now Molly, that lines up perfectly with with what I know about her. Yeah. Max sounds like a 32 year old vegan. <laughs> Max Dude. Max sounds like. Um, Max sounds like he just, I mean, what, what does he eat? If you just basically knocked out all the major kid food groups. Gosh, what does he eat? He eats a lot of cereal. He likes cereal. Peanut butter okay. jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Okay. Um, and just like, dinner is the hard one for him because he's like, Ugh, great. Right. Right. But I will say, of all my children, this, this restaurant chain is near and dear to my heart. Max and Molly love Taco Bell. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All so right, like, all right. Like I, like, I can take them to Taco Bell, and Molly and Max will each knock down six tacos each. Oh, how old is Molly? Four. And she'll eat six tacos? Yeah. It's a good thing they're cheap. Yeah, well, yeah. So I can, I can I go see. in and, like, take them out, like, oh, sweet, ten bucks. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I wish awesome. Hattie would do that. Yeah. Hattie, Hattie will look at a tortilla... Like mm-hmm. it's like it's roadkill. Like she she found awesome. it on uh, under her car or something like that. Yeah. Because um, and she'll eat bread, and I'm like, baby girl, it's flat bread. It right. is literally just it's 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 bread that has had like a rolling pin taken yeah. over it. It's pretty mm-hmm. much the same thing. I tried giving her one of her favorite things, mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. but we were low on actual. Bread, sliced bread. So yeah. I just rolled it up in a... I was like, peanut butter and jelly wrap. And I personally love peanut butter and jelly yeah. in a tortilla. I don't know why. I've never and had this that. I'm to try it. This was... Well, okay. So it wasn't a wheat tortilla. It wasn't anything healthy. It right. was a good old-fashioned white, sure. bad-for-you flour the good, tortilla. The good stuff. Right. Yeah. It was soft and, uh, and, and warm and just delicious. And uh, Hattie would not touch it. Uh, the best I could get her to do was suck the jelly out of it. Awesome. I can't. I found a wet piece of tortilla on the floor um, about 15 minutes later. Awesome. Whereas my kids, so we couldn't make it to Costco. We were out of ground beef, and Max and Molly really went on tacos. And Max finally just went up to Margaret and said, can we just send Daddy to Taco Bell to buy a bunch of meat, and then you can make everything else here? <laughs> to buy a bunch of meat. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm like, Which awesome. one said that again? Max. Max, 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 <laughs> Max yeah. I love, I love the, that. That's how the kid's brain works. Just go buy some meat. Yeah, it's Taco just, it's Bell. so simple. Just go it's buy so a bag simple. of meat from Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're talking, we're talking Batman villains, and I think you and I discussed it maybe a little bit about who we might like to see them played by. Um, I've got, I've got briefly, m- briefly. Okay, cool. So mostly, all right. Let me just start that over again. 
Okay, so we're talking Batman villains. We have now had uh, the second version of the Riddler on screen uh, with this this Battinson iteration. Uh, so, like, who do you who do you want to see next? Let's just jump right into it. Oh, who is man. yeah? Who is like at the top? We're not gonna we're not gonna go traditional like one two three three two one countdown this time sure. around. But but who is like at the forefront of your mind that you're dying to see on the screen? So I don't know if he can be done well in Matt Reeves' version, not because mm-hmm. it's Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. um, but because of how grounded it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to see Mister Freeze done well. Okay, okay. okay. He's okay. been only been done bad live action so far. <laughs> he's done he's done really well animated, specifically in the old Batman animated yes, series back in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Um, but his story is very much. Like, he's not really a bad guy. Like, he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Like, if you dive into his backstory, he's really doing a lot of this to save his wife. Right. Um, but he just, it's good, good intentions, wrong way. Yeah. Um, but he, to me, is one of my favorite Batman villains because of that reason. Like, okay. you, you sympathize for the guy. He's not right. just, he's not like the Joker, just some crazy maniac. You're like, tragic you know what? villain. If I was really smart, and I was dealt that hand, I can't say I'd be a different person. Yeah. Yeah, fair. And, and so that that is what I really enjoy about his story, is that he's... Is he a villain? Yes. Is he a villain? Well, no. Um, yeah, is he a good guy that does bad things? Or is, or is he, he, you know, a bad oh, guy that does good things, or somewhere in between? Or, or, or who is he? And yeah. yeah. So I think that'd be really fun to explore. Um, but because of who he is and how it... And, Again, in the Matt Reeves series, I don't know if it would work. It might work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love me some would, Mr. Freeze. Would you want him to be a primary villain? Or would you want him to be a secondary villain who gets manipulated by the primary? Because that's that you can go... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, it's, in my opinion, it's difficult hmm. to make a uh, primary villain hmm. sympathetic. But yeah. if if part of if what they did in the the theatrical or the in the next theatrical version of him was have somebody who was more sinister manipulate him and incorporate that into his backstory, uh, then maybe maybe it could it could work. I think for me, he's a main villain. Mm-hmm. He might die at the end of one movie, um, mm-hmm. but I don't see him as being like the second or third fiddle in a film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, is, which is what he was in the first one, but it was also almost Archie comic X. And was that right. Batman and Robin or Batman Forever? Right. The two. Right. Um, but no, I, I see. And originally, a lot of the fans wanted Patrick Stewart to play him before, oh. Arnold, before, before Arnold got the role. Okay. Um, okay. Patrick's too old now. Patrick couldn't do oh, it. Oh, definitely. Now. Definitely. Um, yeah, he's about but, to need that wheelchair for, for <laughs> Professor X. Right. Right. If he plays um, it too much longer. Yeah, I think Benedict Cumberbatch would be a really good Mr. Freeze. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. Off the top that's of my a good head. One. Off, just off, man, that's just you wouldn't you wouldn't want to see Arnie come back? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. It's tonight's forecaster's going to be a freeze. A freeze. Um and before yeah, we get so, yeah, so yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mr. Freeze is yeah. my is my probably of all of my top one that I want to see, but there's probably like 
if you ask me tomorrow, I might say somebody different because I have like 10. Yeah. Um, but Mr. Freeze is the one who routinely gets to the top for me. Okay. Okay. He's definitely got the backstory and the, the lore, if you will, to, to be a primary villain. I was just kind of curious right. of like how you saw him fitting in. Um, yeah, I could see uh, him carry like 50-50 screen time between him okay. and the hero. Um, it's, he's not one that has to be as hidden as some of the other ones. Like, or right, like, right. Or like Riddler done well, it's hidden a lot. Um, yeah. Some of the other ones, um, I think to do him well, you have to set him up for everybody yeah. to love. Like, I don't know if I love this guy or hate this guy. Right, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about Batman is his rose gallery ranges from more grounded serial killer type villains to... Uh, the full-fledged sci-fi, like uh, right. like Mister Freeze and mm-hmm. Clayface and yeah. Firefly, and I love Clayface and, and a whole bunch. Me too, me too, love and, and a whole whole bunch of others. But nobody seems to want to go down that road. And I guess I, I had a little bit of hope that when uh, they were incorporating Batman into that, when they were incorporating the DCEU mm. all together with people like Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman and right. Superman. That Batman could, uh, there was there was hope that Batman could um, actually start seeing some of his more, uh, what's the word, more, um, out there characters, super power, super power, yeah, super powered villains come out instead yeah. of just you know uh, I, yeah, I, dealing with the insane serial killer demographic. I, oh, I think part of that is like the groundedness and the the gangster. Mm-hmm. of Batman appeals to so many people. It just happens to be a dude dressed up as a bat. But when yeah. you start to introduce people like Mr. Freeze, Clayface, Killer Croc as even a side or a main villain, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not a Batman fan already, you're like, why, why is this guy fighting Batman? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't care about those guys yeah. um, that don't know about Batman. Like, do your right. research. Um, right. I want to see. I want to see some more of those sci-fi-y guys. Yeah. Um, done well. Like, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they can do, you can do Batman grounded very well, and they have mm-hmm. done it very well. They always mess up. Even the original ones, the original, I said the original ones, the big four. Yeah. When they start to go extravagant is when they start to mess up. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Um, oh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, just th- making the jokes about Arnie as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> um, for starters, uh, I learned just the other day that he had the biggest payday uh, on that that movie for yeah, Batman Forever out yeah, of everybody else, uh, and he had a strict twelve hour per day con- uh, clause in his contract. Oh, really? And it took and it, yes, and it took four hours for him to get into makeup, particularly because he he would not shave his head for the part. So that meant if it took four hours to get him into makeup, they only had eight hours left to shoot. <clears throat> So, so they're getting I like mean, three shots a day. Yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, and uh, and apparently, uh, I had forgotten this, but you know they put like uh, little blue lights in his mouth that yeah. you know had tiny batteries in them, obviously because they had to be powered. Well, apparently these these things uh, died quickly, and they were not spit proof because awesome. uh, in- initially his spit. Wore through it and it, it battery acid leaked into his mouth. So he was like <laughs> mid take and out of nowhere he went, "Oh, what's in my mouth? It tastes like poop." And only he didn't say poop. And uh, so they had to they had to fix that issue halfway through the shoot. Halfway through uh, the to shoot to give him more spit proof lights in his mouth. Spit proof lights. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something oh, you always want. Oh, the nineties. 
Uh, 90s were or awesome. just movies don't knock in general. Them yeah. No, I'm not. I'm I'm just saying like I don't really hear anything like that anymore. I think the last time I heard of like a major issue on set aside from tragedies where like right. you know guns go off or something. Right. But just prop issues <laughs> overall was like the last time I heard something like that was in 2000 when Vin Diesel was doing Pitch Black uh-huh. and he had an allergic reaction to the contacts they were using to give him that oh, wow. like That's that nuts. shine in his eyes. So he had to go to the ER. Um, the latest one I heard was actually Heath Ledger's, Heath Ledger's Joker. So he had oh, know, yeah. that, those yeah, prosthetic yeah, yeah. scars on his yeah, mouth. Yeah. They kept falling. Yeah. So he had to, he licked them back into place, which is why right. Joker has that he lick. Had that, yeah, that lick tick, tick. <laughs> in, in the film. <laughs> yeah. It just becomes part of a character. The licky it, but ticky. It started off by him like pushing back the prosthetic in his Yeah. Very cool. So what about you, um, man? Okay, what's your so, what's your topish, oh, I guess? Gosh. Um I want to see, I want to see Professor Pig. So <laughs> I kind of do too. I do. <laughs> I don't know so, much about him at all. So the, there's not. First off, he's he's more of a serial killer along yeah, the lines of more like, traditional. Yeah, and he's definitely more along the lines of. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I can compare him to, because his whole shtick is that he's demented and he has this very twisted view of what beauty is so Mm -hmm. he just finds people on the street and kidnaps them and stitches them together with other things with with doll parts and pieces of other people and stuff like that and he calls them i think he calls them dolatrons or something yeah dolatrons that that is like a very horror version of it's like saw meets batman saw is a good way to put it yes to do it to do it right that's like saw meets batman and I don't know if I want to see a film like that, but I really like the idea of Mr. Pig. Right. Um, yeah, right. I just don't want to. See, I just don't want to see his um, output, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, for a, for a, a PG thirteen movie, I'm sure there's artistic, no creepy shots you can get of stitches and you know oh, arms sure. and limbs and stuff like that without getting like super gory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think to get the full effect of it, you'd absolutely have to see. Uh, the the fruits of his labors. And I don't he's think, a super new villain. Yeah, like like words. ten, Two, no more than two thousand seven, fifteen. Yeah, okay, two thousand seven. No more than fifteen years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and, when and he's got that's when comic books were kind of going. That's when books were going yeah. through kind of a dip. So the yeah. shock value doesn't surprise me, but you can get away with that a lot easier in art. I discovered um, him. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I discovered him in uh, the the video game uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah, and it. It freaked me the heck out because yeah. one, I had no idea who he was, so I didn't know. I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't know what his whole shtick was or anything yeah. like that. Um, and, he's, but a, it was, he's a butcher. He's a human yeah, butcher. That's exactly right. Mm. And he wears a pig mask. And he wears a pig um, mask. Yeah, I could see I, him getting paired really well as a side character. Maybe getting really? manipulated by like Hugo Strange or something like that. That's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think he could run as like the full. Yeah. Gamut, but I could see him being like an introductory character or definitely a, like a, a third party. Yeah. In the film. I hadn't thought of that. I, you know, <laughs> because I don't know enough about his backstory or, you know, I don't know how smart he is or if he's just insane or uh, anything along those lines. I just know that he oozes uh, personality, if you will. He's definitely, right. he would definitely have a fantastic, uh, creepy screen presence if they, oh, for sure. if they did it right. For sure. And uh, just because I, he seems to gravitate towards these roles, I would love to see Vincent D'Onofrio play him. I would love mm. to see 
like this kind of dirty, greasy Gomer Pyle-ish type um, look in his eyes. <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Well, yeah, yeah from uh, Full Metal Jack, from Straight Metal. Yeah, yeah Full yeah, Metal Jack. I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I, well, when you were laughing like that, I didn't know if you thought I meant the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but yeah, you're probably right. He probably would have to be... It would be yeah. maybe fun to see him as the primary villain for the first act and then discover mm. in the second and third act that he's being manipulated by somebody. The other the other thing that... This is... Okay, we're going, now we're going to go off topic a little bit, but not really. No, go for so, it. So this is sort of rumor mill around Matt Reeves' Batman series. So we know mm-hmm. there's going to be a Penguin series yeah. that's a follow-up mm-hmm. that's supposedly supposed to be how Cobblepot become, like really becomes Penguin. Like really, okay. really becomes Penguin. So there's talks of them doing miniseries for other villains in between films. Okay. For them to grow into their said character. Okay. Okay. So I could see Mr. Pig having like a series on HBO Max and not really going mainstream with him at all, but giving some guy like go slasher it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's a great point. And that and that kind of content with the likes of say Peacemaker on HBO Max right. is thriving right now. <laughs> thriving, right. Well, well, Peacemaker's a great property because it, it doesn't take itself seriously at right, all. Right, right, And the other great thing about Peacemaker, um, to knock on Disney for a little bit, specifically a Star Wars content, it, ha- <laughs> it has one visionary and it has this basically the same director through every episode. That's a great point. So they point. have more yeah. continuity. Um, yeah, my favorite thing about Peacemaker, though, is that their opening scene, James Gunn designed it so people wouldn't hit the skip intro button. So if you haven't, <laughs> so if you haven't seen the Peacemaker intro, you should Google the Peacemaker. Yeah, intro. I have. Pretty, I have. Se- I have seen that. It's. I love. I love the eagle. I have having <laughs> absolutely no feedback. Not knowing anything about the show, uh, I I watched that um, by itself, and I went, okay, it, okay, I'm hooked. I don't care what I'm, the rest I'm, of the show is like. Right. This is so weird and bizarre and i just i love it when <laughs> actors do not take themselves seriously right and so and john, john cena C- never has exactly exactly so and love him or hate him uh-huh you have to appreciate at exactly. least appreciate that right well i you know in the first few things i saw him in it was just the stereotypical hyper masculine strong jar strong strong jawed uh villain or hero and he just well, that, was that's always kind of how you character that's how you get out of wrestling Yes. That's how you get out of sports. Like, right. You play to your your basic strength, and you do then you do like right. one or two kid movies, and then you figure it out. But then I saw him in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer, which was a terrible oh, I, movie. But, but his he scene was awesome in it. Yes, it was. It's yeah. it's not family friendly content <laughs> that I I can't talk about it. But it it was very funny. Very very um, funny. So I would also you know. It, Speaking of like manipulators, I really want to see the Court of Owls. Now that's also another brand new set of villains. That's they're basically super, they're newer than yeah. Pig. They're 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 2011. Uh, they're like twelve. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, the Scott Snyder run on the Batman comics is just some of the best comic books I've ever seen, bar none. Yeah. And that's what that's what introduced them. And they're uh, basically the Illuminati of Gotham. Yeah. Um, they're they're basically the founding families of Gotham. Yes. That yes. make sure Gotham runs as they thought it would, and right. the Waynes were a part of it. The Arkhams yes. were a part of it. Uh, lots of people mm-hmm. were a part of it. Yep. Uh, I will tell you, they are one of the the three more heavily hinted villains in uh, Matt Reeves' okay first film. The first like, so th- 
they hint Cordovals pretty. I don't want to say heavily, but like not lightly. Yeah. Um, they hint at Mad Hatter. <clears throat> Ooh. There's a Mad Hatter Easter egg in it, and if I think it's in the in the end credits, but there's a joke. There's a uh, they've cast Joker already. There's a there's a small. I scene heard about that. Yeah. With Joker, sort that. of before he was Joker, so to speak. Okay. So he's okay. in Arkham and he's caged up and he doesn't have the makeup, okay. but he's like all of that. Um, okay. But yeah, I would love to see the Court of Elves, Alves as like the yeah. big the the big bad over all this. Yeah. Because um, I think you could go a lot of different ways with that. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. And it's also something that like I mean this is this is really neither here nor there, but it's it's something that you could continue to refresh over time because right. it's not one specific villain. There's not. You know they they <laughs> the, the the villains can cycle in and out um, because it's a uh, because it's a a court. Um, it's sort of like the gangsters sorry. above the gangsters. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So they they're the puppet masters of Gotham that control even the puppet masters of Gotham. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but as far as <laughs> like secondary villains. Uh, I, I could totally see like a scenario where they are unleashing complete havoc on Gotham. Oh, yeah. And that could be a, a great way to see villains like Killer Croc because oh, I, they're... Uh, yeah. And Killer Croc's one of those people that... I've seen a few different variations <laughs> of him where he's just a flat-out um, you know, freak. And, yeah. and so he legitimately has what looks like Croc skin. I've yeah. also seen variations of him where he's a gangster with a skin condition and he just leaned into it and filed his teeth. Right. So yeah. there's enough there where you could sort of toe the line between the sci-fi elements of it and yeah. grounded realism. I, I thought Court of Owls is more of a clean way to introduce Deathstroke. Like they want Deathstroke Ooh. to go over Batman, yeah. but they don't want to do the dirty work because um, yeah. they don't feel like they, they need to yet. Because mm-hmm. Batman's more of a... But, and again, I don't think Deathstroke is a, a major villain, but he could mm-hmm. have some awesome fight scenes, yeah, um, and be like the guy that's almost chasing Batman. So yeah, it almost like plays in reverse, where Batman is like the hunted versus right. the hunter. Yeah, um, I think that'd be a fun play. There was they, <laughs> I, 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 the the problem is is the stuff that excites me about some of these. <laughs> The, the potential behind some of these villains is I know the comic book material <laughs> and I know what excites me about it. And I just don't think they're going to lean into it uh, in these realistic versions of Batman. Right. But I hope that they will find their version of what I'm excited about, which what I mean is, <laughs> is in that Scott Snyder run that I was telling you about with um, the, when he introduces the court of owls, it yeah, takes yeah. several, several, several issues. Oh, it does. you eventually find out that they have their version of undead warriors. Like, mm-hmm. their super soldiers are, um, you know, they, they give Batman a run for his money as the far Talon, as Talon, I think is what they call the them. Talon, yeah. But they have, they have multiple people who can be Talon. Talon is just right. a... Is just a um, like their lead facade. assassin. Yes. But there is a scene in one of the comics where... They find Batman's Batcave, mm-hmm. and they corner him, and he uh, locks himself in a room, and uh, there are multiple super soldiers trying to break down this solid metal door, and he busts out of it wearing <clears throat> basically a Batmech, 
like yeah. a ten a ten foot tall suit of armor. Yeah, and he just plows through them, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. <laughs> and so, <laughs> if they're gonna do that, like that's what I hope it comes down to is like this epic showdown between him and multiple assassins. Um, I think you could do and, that, and but f- I don't think Matt Reeves' stories is setting up for that. Yeah. I think you have to have someone that wants to go all in on the fantastic, for lack of a better yeah. term, yeah. and do the, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see that from no, the Matt Reeves' No, I know. Series. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I guess I'm just putting it out there into the universe, hoping that somebody hears this and goes, oh, you know what, maybe there is a market for this stuff. <laughs> because... Ooh, yeah. There, I mean, yeah, I mean, his. That is one thing that we have not really seen since the original Batman is a fully fleshed out giant bat cave full of tech and uh, war trophies and things like that. You know, giant yeah. uh, dinosaurs and um, giant uh, uh, two two face coins and things like that. Which is why I want them to do a Batman Beyond live action. Yes, series. Yes, that would um, be but that'll probably that'll probably never happen either. Yeah. Uh, it was in it was in talks like back in 2005 or something like that and it was even Yeah, but they're not going to mess up, they're not going to mess up their cash cow. No, 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 no they're not. <laughs> but I I I was I was I just really hoped that it would happen back then and yeah. It's yeah, it's not. So it's just, anyway, it's not, what are it's not. what are your thoughts? Who else are you excited to see? Oh man, so I'm trying to think of someone that we I'm really excited like just it's funny that you're excited about like the newer villains that we haven't seen before and i i generally agree with you mm-hmm. um as i s- about to talk about another newer villain um, what i don't want to see is just a rehash of someone has done it before okay unless someone did it badly before okay okay like, mis- like mr freeze okay but to bring to but to bring in another new character that is not that's known in the batman community but it's not known in the larger community um, is Hush. Yes. Yes. I have... Those are like like um, bi-monthly reads for me. I have yeah. I have uh, the, the two graphic novel collections mm-hmm. of that, and it's just phenomenal. It's just, it's just phenomenal writing. It's phenomenal mm-hmm. story. And I mean, I would love for them to introduce Tommy, but like pre-Hush even. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because what I like about that one is it gives... Because so Tommy Elliot, he is a friend of Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. a um, close one, a close one. So it gives them that element to play with outside of the mask, yeah. Which you don't always get to see a lot in the world of Batman, mm-hmm. which I would appreciate seeing more of. Um, not Bruce Wayne for Bruce Wayne's sake, but how does Bruce Wayne handle being Batman? But as Bruce Wayne, when he's talking to someone that's his buddy, who's actually yeah. a villain. Um, I think that'd be a fun dynamic to play because that one between those two, you could almost make that full film of, well, does he have the mask on or not? But the whole time he actually is the same character. He's just wearing a suit right now versus right. Bruce Wayne, Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Cause they're kind right. of, you know, always balanced that line, yeah. but there's, but there's always times when it's, Oh, he's Bruce Wayne right now. Oh, he's Batman right now. Right. But if you right. play it in, but if you play it in that way, you could almost play it like, no, it's actually the same person all of yeah. the time. Right. Right. Yeah, I've heard or I've seen... And honestly, that's who I thought the the original villain was when I saw the first trailer. Yeah. For for this one, the way they have Riddler's mask um, yeah. in that scene, I thought I was like, oh, is that Hush? 
That's a good um, point. I, yeah, I didn't I, think of that. I didn't think of that. Yeah, because I wasn't deep into because I wanted to be surprised, so I I right. held off on a lot of the news going into the trailer. But then it was like impossible to avoid it. So I'm like, right, whatever. Yeah, but when I first saw it, I was everywhere. like, man, is it like, is that the, is that hush? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which would have been super cool, but it's not yet. But I do think he deserves yet, yeah. some on-screen presence, especially because again, he's not one of the fantastic style yeah. villains. He's very grounded, um, very gangster-ish, but not yeah. really. Um, yeah, I think I would love to see it. I would love to see his fall stretched out over like three movies, the way you know <laughs> supposedly that the prequel trilogy is supposed to do for <laughs> Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth <laughs> Vader. Um, yeah. Because I think it's it's been a minute since I read them. I wonder if I've got them nearby. But again, this goes into my thought of like I would love to see a six to eight episode series of the Rogues Gallery, a century essentially. Because if like again, Robert can if he does if he continues to do as well as he has been, there's no reason to stop at three films if there's content there to still be explored. Yeah, I completely and I think agree. and I think there will be, especially if they grow it outside of it. Um because what they will eventually start doing and this first movie is a good example of that is attracting more high caliber actors yes, to play yes. to play villains. Yes. Um which will just grow Robert's performance and he's already like whether you love him or hate him from Twilight is irrelevant. He's Got some serious chops based off other films that he's done. Oh yeah, so you you can't like love or hate Twilight. I've never seen it. Um, Me neither. We'll it's, never it's, see it. But right, it's funny how many actors uh, that I disliked so much when they first came out on the on the screen um, because of the properties that made them famous, like Shia LaBeouf. I couldn't stand even Stevens. I didn't care for Holes or you know. Even how really old were the Transformers you, how, movies, huh? So some of the so the, yeah, some of those original Transformers were pretty. But his interact, but Shia LaBeouf's interaction with his parents in those films, yeah, were hilarious. Well, it was yes, but it wasn't. It, they just it wasn't what I wanted the movie to be. Right, um, I don't think it was what and, anybody wanted to be. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Daniel Radcliffe, I didn't really hate him, but I just didn't care for Harry Potter and you know Twilight. I was like, why is who is this pouty little man that you know Robert's in Harry Potter, movie? right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. He's Cedric um, Diggory. Yeah, the, yeah, those are words I understand. Cedric. And he, <laughs> he, he, um, but and it, so it's it's funny how and how each one of those guys has <clears throat> taken marked steps mm-hmm. <clears throat> to be different, <clears throat> just to be different. And like, so, yeah. Fun fact: Daniel Radcliffe. If you didn't know this, he is starring in a biopic for Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, I did hear that. Yeah. And I apparently, apparently, when he's like all makeuped up and all like in costume, he looks exactly like him at that age. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that film. But they have taken these people have taken such drastic steps to uh, lean into indie movies and actually assert mm-hmm. their acting chops that when Batman rolled around, I went and then I found out that Robert Pattinson had been cast as it. I was like, oh, it's perfect. It's right. at least it's at least a perfect person to be. A dark be, brooding Batman, yes. Right. Especially yeah, I, at that stage of his... Right. Because for a lot... Like, outside, like even like Michael Keaton was really good because he was he was mm-hmm. like he was good with Tim Burton. But yeah. then the other guys that followed it, it was like, who's big right now? Yeah, exactly. Like, who's big right now? Yeah, like George Clooney apologized. So George Clooney is actually... So he... I don't know if this is a fun fact about George Clooney. 
He apologizes about the Batman movie all the time. Yep. And if people walk up to them and tell them that he they paid money to see it, he gives them their money back out of his <laughs> pocket. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton made the character so famous that they suddenly could draw in bigger names. Right. And which is and kind so, of the downfall at the same time because like, oh, exactly. we can get Arnold. We can get who? We can get. Yeah. Uma but Thurman he, was big at the time as well. So, but yeah, he had something to prove. Because he was just a comedian at that point, and he had only really done like lighthearted or, or raunchy type. Yeah, he did like Beetlejuice, uh, movie yeah. like Mr. Mom, stuff like that. Yeah. Was sort of like. Yeah, so he had he... something to prove uh, <laughs> yeah. when he got there, and he is one of the few Batmans that I've seen that has a stark contrast between his Batman and his Bruce Wayne persona. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not love his Bruce Wayne persona; it was a little right. quirky and goofy, but it was right. still different. But it, right. So. Either it was way, still different, right? Um, circling back to Tommy Elliot, I, I've got the comics in front of me, but I can't find the spot that I'm looking at. I'm pretty sure in the Hush uh, series, Tommy saves Bruce Wayne's life at some point because he's a surgeon or something yeah. to that effect. He is, he, so, he is a sur- he is a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> so he has an accident as Batman, and then you know they take they take his Batman clothes off and say Bruce Wayne's had an accident. Somebody saved this man's life, mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of rekindle their friendship that way because Tommy's the guy that saves his life. So I, you know, I would love to see something like that where a bond is forged and the audience and the viewer really feels a a sense of loss when he finally turns into a villain. Yeah, different when Harvey Dent turned into Two-Face. Exactly, yes. Because they they didn't really trust each other. I, mean, I would love to see some true trust between the if Tommy, yes. Hush, gets because something about that one is Tommy slash Hush, he not only wants to destroy Batman, which is what most of the villains want to do, he wants to destroy Bruce Wayne and yep. Batman. Yep. So it's sort of like coming at him at different angles, mm-hmm. but not at the same time. Um, right. So I, th- I think that'd be fun to play with. And that's, again, someone you could easily introduce with the court as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. As if like they had set this whole thing up uh, right. from the get-go. <laughs> right. Um, and I think the end of uh, so I, I do not know the specific the specifics of this, but the Batman apparently ends on a fairly downer note, or the or at least bittersweet. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like this run of Batman is afraid to lean into the tragedy of everything, which is so, and it shouldn't because Batman yeah. is a very tragic story. Um, yes. He just happens to be a billionaire and does really cool things. Um, right. Which some people right. sort of gloss over the the tragedy of it all, um, right? Yeah, but I do like that. It's like it's almost picking up where Nolan left off in in many ways. I'm like, mm. okay, so we can push it a little bit further. I don't want it to go right. like crazy HBO Max what it does with a lot of like their some of their yeah. content DC, but I do think it's a a good suspense thriller. Right. Under the guise of a comic book character. Yeah. And because of the masks uh, that the Court of Owls wears, I think it would be a great chance to subvert expectations and cast the dance crew Jabberwockies as the Court <laughs> of Owls. And just see. Now, that's the first thing I thought of you when just, I saw you just wanted, masks. You, just, like, you just wanted this, to say Jabberwockies. Yeah, Jabberwockies. Um, the first time I saw their masks, which are very flat... Yeah. Um and, and white. I was like, that looks like Jabba. Are they going to break out into a flash mob? Is is this Maybe. is this what it is? Like, 
Batman wakes up in the middle of the Court of Owls after being drugged. And, Who are you people? And it's just dubstep yeah. playing the entire yeah. time. And they tell him through interpretive dance. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so another person that I would love to see. Yeah. Um, and this sort of fits timely with like energy, save the planet, all that fun stuff. Poison Ivy is a lot more dangerous than people give her credit Me too. for. Um, yeah. Yes. And she has generally not been done well on screen or like, yeah, she was done okay in the animated series in the original animated series, mm-hmm. but she the, like, she's had, has not been done well. She has not, right. they have not represented her well. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that there's occurs my, to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it Go occurs ahead. to me. I would love to see somebody like Anya Taylor joy play her or something. Somebody, sure. Sure. She's she's there's something about her that's just off to me, kind of weird. <laughs> she and and I mean that like in a good way. In, like in a good way. She's, right. She's different, and right. um, I I have seen her be kind of sultry in certain in certain roles, sure. uh, and that's who Poison Ivy is. You know, she she flaunts her, she flaunts what she what she's got. Yeah. Everything she has but is a weapon. She's also a villain. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. She's also a villain. So I think somebody like ATJ, uh, as I call her, could <laughs> could. I just didn't want to say Anya Taylor is the, Joy. Is, is that reason. how you say it? You said it twice yeah. now. You yeah, know. I know. I just ATJ, don't want to say it again. we're best buds. That's what ATJ is, right? Um, but I, I, somebody like that that could that could um, nail the different could nail that that um, balance between. Okay, I'm. I'm drawn to her, but at the same time, I know it's a bad idea. Right. She's just crazy. <laughs> like, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like somebody who's just drop-dead gorgeous like Margot Robbie or somebody who has who just doesn't really have any inherent flaws or something like that, um, that that is just like, that, that, that skews too far into the sultry aspect sure, of it to me. Sure, sure. Um, but the idea of like, I know this is a bad idea and there's nothing I can do about it is, is who would be a prime poison ivy for me and it occurred to me because i was going okay is she too sci-fi for this grounded universe but it occurs to me that there's all kinds of stuff out in nature that will totally screw with your brain you know yeah like spores like cordyceps like that's the whole that's the whole um premise of the last of us (laughs) Uh, right. where these cordyceps that take over ants and basically control them so that they can go and create more spores to to keep the mushroom alive, right. to keep the cordyceps alive, um, jump species and yeah. start controlling humans. Like um, she's basically, she's just an eco-terrorist. Like, you don't have to yeah, give her, like, yeah. crazy stuff. She can be, like, a chemist like she was originally. Sure. And do all these other, sure. like, and not be like, I'm going to make plants grow and strangle you. Like, you don't have to go that route. Right. Even like um, there's a plant apparently called Devil's Breath, where people have done the drug and then wake up the next morning and they've emptied out their entire savings account and just given it to somebody, zero memory of it. So, like, there's I need to hang peyote, out with those people, right? Opium, peyote, ayahuasca, <laughs> like stuff. There's there's got to be a there's got to be some sort of uh, uh, there's a, there's a there's a there's a, there. there's a hook yeah. there's a hook there's a hook there, the hook hooks yeah. the good word for it mm-hmm. that could get people um that could that could get people bought in to actually believe that she can control minds even though she lives in this particular version of gotham sure so is is there like one character that you definitely don't want to see um 
Not that I don't want to see him. I just mm-hmm. don't think that they could, at least in this universe, do Clayface well. Um, right. Unless they went like a completely <laughs> weird variation of him where he just looks like he has a melted face, like it's a deformity or something like that. Yeah, but I don't think they could do that. I don't think they do. I could, in this world, I don't think they could do Clayface well. No, no. Um, and just because of what it is. That's no, not, yeah. not because of... And that's just because of how grounded it is. Until yeah. they introduce some of the fantastic, you can't be the first one you introduce. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, if this strings out for a few more, and like they they sort of start to turn that, and maybe the third yeah. film, then maybe. But right as it stands right now, you couldn't do him well. Right. I don't really want to. There's there's very very few people from the comics that I don't want to see. I sure. don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see any original villains from the 1960s serial serial TV show with Adam West. I don't want to see... Like Louis I mean the Lilac? Is, I don't want, you don't want to see Louis the... Yeah. Or Egghead or, <laughs> or, Egghead. or uh, King Tut <laughs> or anybody but you know, like you, that. But you know what I do want to see? I want to see James Gunn do a, a Peacemaker-esque um, Condiment King series. <laughs> uh, yes. That would be great. That would be that fantastic. Would be um but I just read a, uh, a brief article about how Nicolas Cage said he would love to play Egghead in Robert Pattinson's Batman movies. Sure, he said sure. he feels like he could do it. And, you know, like, okay. But I think if, but I think if James Gunn made a series with yeah. those types of characters, mm-hmm. it would be hilarious. You don't have to necessarily put Robert in there yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't Don't disagree. ruin that brand. Don't ruin that brand yeah. at all. Make it sort of like a, a, Batman re, a Batman's Rejects Clubhouse sort of deal. Yeah, um, like a fight club. Have, like a fight club of rejected Batman <laughs> yeah. villains. And I think Don't you talk about fight clubs. So so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that could be a fun have concept. You, have you seen the Harley Quinn animated TV show? I've seen one episode. She is so overdone. I do not want to see any more Harley Quinn. So the okay, then there's nothing I can say that's going to convince you to watch it then. But it <laughs> is absolutely hilarious. I mean, if that's your hang up on it, I can't I can't convince you either way. You can't, like you can't. You've, you've met your They've quote. gone they've but, gone too extreme with the character. She was introduced yeah. and she wasn't even introduced in comic books. Right. She was introduced she in was Batman introduced animated in series. Yeah. And she was supposed to be like a one a one episode wonder. And <laughs> fans loved her. Um, but she yeah. didn't really take off until, you know, relatively recently. Yeah, but but man, like unless but, the only the only reason why I, the only thing I would want to see about Harley Quinn is again a more grounded version, but of right. her actually as something Quinzel, I think Harley Quinzel is her yeah. actual name. How did Joker turn yep, her? Harley Quinzel. Because she, yep. she's just yeah. a general. Like she was a psychologist, a psychiatrist in Arkham, and she yeah. like got the the bad straw of having to deal yeah. with Joker. Um, so that would be more interesting to see. Um, I know Jared yeah. and um, did it with his, but it wasn't like it wasn't enough. I'd almost like that. I'd almost like to see like a like a mini series, like a six episode, yeah. like yeah, and it's just a bunch of crazy talk with like two people across yeah. the table, essentially. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he, yeah, he supposedly gaslit her quite a bit, uh, and and you know. Similar mm-hmm. to Heath Ledger's Joker telling all these conflicting stories, he basically just just made her drink from a fire hose and buy into yeah. his crazy. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, to your the reason I brought up that show, or the the animated show, was because you said you'd love to see like a goofy James Gunnish rogues gallery, and that's yeah. what the show reminds. That's what the me show of. is. That's what kind yeah. Of the show. That's the, but they, but they take it very far. Oh yeah, but not that like Peacemaker doesn't. Is, not that Peacemaker right. doesn't. Um, yeah, but yeah, this is something only cartoons can do. Right. <laughs> this is, um, but Clayface. Sounds like a Shakespearean thespian because right. you know his character was an actor was before it, he was turned an into actor. a villain. Yeah, and um, my favorite is uh, Ron Funches as King Shark. And if you don't know who Ron Funches is, he's this he's this comedian who sounds like a little girl. He is a fully grown, <laughs> probably five ten black man who has the highest pitch voice I've ever heard. And he's he's hilarious. He's really freaking funny. But they cast him as King yeah. Shark. Yeah, <laughs> it is it is just it's pitch perfect. Uh, yeah. I did stop watching it after a little while. It did it did become a little a little much. But um, yeah. and that's the thing with the, uh, with those DCC like they have to one up and then one up and then one up. And that's true. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, man, like why do you guys gotta do that to yourselves? You ruin content <laughs> that way. All right. Any other any other villains? Just straight up villains that I would want to see, that I want to see or don't want to see. Either or. What comes to mind? I don't want the the constant rehash of the Joker, even though we're going to get him again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sells tickets. I mean, it sells tickets because it it's like it's like Spider Man and Green Goblin, but Spider Man did it well. Like they don't really show yeah. Green Goblin, they don't really show Doc Hawk. Um, yeah. I think those are the major ones, the major major Fair ones. Enough. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to see Riles again. Like I'm sort of yeah. done with that. And, and I don't think, yeah. I don't think we'll see them because Matt Reeves doesn't want to replicate Nolan's Batman. So I think we'll yeah. see a lot of different. I don't think we'll see outside of obviously the Joker. I don't think we'll really yeah. see. I don't think we'll see Two Face. I don't really. I don't think we'll see Bane. Um, Sort of that. That should give us some right. hope. That should give us some hope, though, that we'll see some fresh takes and some fresh faces in the near future. Right. right. And I don't um, mind seeing those in those in this world. I just don't want to like sign on for more than three movies. Yeah. Get some new blood in there. Yeah. So people can get yeah. excited about stuff. Um, I, yeah. That's what I've always been fearful about Batman. It's like it's always good content generally in terms of live action, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to rehash after rehash after rehash. Yeah. I agree. Uh, honorable mention, not a bad guy, but uh, not not our favorite person in the world either. Harvey Bullock. I would love Harvey, to see I him. I like Harvey Bullock. I like I like him too. But I want to see I want to see the six foot five fat version of him in uh, that you saw in the animated series. He was just grumpy yeah. and always sipping coffee, drinking something. Just looked like he had to take a poop the entire time. And was yeah. just fed up with his vigilante justice, with Batman's vigilante justice. Yeah. And um, I would kind of like yeah. to see Chris. I would kind of like to see Chris Pratt, Pratt play him. I would like to see Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I know this guy isn't traditionally a Batman villain, so I just want to see him on screen, live action. But he has had run-ins with Batman before. And that's Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Solomon Grundy. Maybe, yes. maybe, um, Osriel? 
As didn't he awesome take too. over? For, yeah, didn't he, he take over uh, for a while after Bane broke his Bane back broke his or back. something like that? Yeah. yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, and then Batman basically had to take the mantle back from him, from him, uh, right? Because he was so uh, he went he went just crazy with power. I think. Well, all yeah, right, bunch, man. There's a bunch of crazy ones. You, I would like to see Black Mask done well. Not that that movie was just generally a train wreck. The one that he was in with like the Harley Quinn and the. Yeah. forever long title I, um, I didn't hate it but um, but it, it was not it was not my favorite no it was not, yeah well good deal dude uh, deal, anything to add we need to go see it yeah eventually <laughs> you think you'll you think you'll get to see it before it comes out on HBO Max uh, I think so because the plan okay. is so I'm going again me and Margaret are going away for like a weekend like a four day weekend mm-hmm in early April, so I should. Oh yeah, yeah, you'll see it. I don't. I, do know, I, I should see it by then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate y'all's support. Uh, if you, if you are interested in hearing more, you can always join us on Discord. Like and subscribe to the podcast helps us beat that infernal algorithm. Uh, we will get out on top of it eventually, and, and hopefully the world will know about how awesome Dadgum Nerds is. Um, and uh, other than that. Uh, For those of you that are patrons, we'll see you in the after show. And everybody else, we will see you in the next episode. Game over.